three, two, one. Happy New Year from our friends over at Manscaped. The ball has officially dropped, but that doesn't mean you have to drop the ball on your balls in 2023. Whether you had a New Year's kiss or not, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming have you covered for your much-needed resolution of bringing sexy back. Join the 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with their exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use promo code FRATCHAT for 20% off plus free shipping. Let us have a toast for a new year, new you. And a new you with no pubes. And we are recording. <laughs> That's so funny to me. <laughs> it's the coolest thing ever. Uh, definitely gonna ruin the show when I'm like just having like a totally serious conversation. It's like, so tell me, what happened to the killers, Zemo? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's pretend. Let's pretend that you went home with who you thought was a really, really pretty nice lady and then can you do the deep voice again and say wakey wakey eggs and bakey <laughs> oh so you mean i'm like snuggled in there like yeah. after a great night i think of this beautiful girl who i met with uh the softest lips uh the nicest butt the sweetest adam's apple and a warm embrace she just whispers into my ears wakey wakey Breakfast is ready. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> I I need to get one of those. That's so funny. <laughs> the show is probably gonna be ruined now because of these sound effects, but it's gonna be funnier than ever. So we're gonna do this in three, two, one. What are you doing? Testies in my mouth. Get on the ground, you fucking pledge. Ew. Welcome to the greatest podcast experience of your life. This is the Frat Chat Podcast. All young men like three things. Boots. Boots. Featuring Carlos Garcia and Chris... What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time. It's the Frat Chat Podcast. I'm Carlos Garcia with Chris Zemo Moore. How's it going, Mr. Moore? Yo, yo, yo. What's up, man? I'm a little under the weather, though. I'm a little bit of a cold. Um, but I'm good. How are it's you? Okay, that's where I come in with my sweet energy breath. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you feel down, just give me a look and I just make funny voices. I'm gonna scream. I'm gonna say Mulligan, Mulligan. Uh, <laughs> and I just be like, Hey there, baby. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of my grandma. Um, so, what's new with you? We have a big show coming up. That's exciting. We have the biggest, greatest comedy show of all time coming up, my friend. We're coming to Stand Up New York this Thursday for the very first time. That's January 26th, baby. 
in this other stacked ass lineup. You got Mr. Mo hosting this bitch. You got me in the house. You got Pedro Gonzalez. You got Veronica Garza. You got Liz Glazier. You got Tracy Carnasso. You got Barack Ziv and freaking Ron Prendemano. You know it's going to be a good time. So check it out, you guys. Go on the Stand Up New York website right now or follow us at Greatest Comedy Show on Instagram and check the link in bio. Get those tickets now. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. We've never been on Stand Up New York. The lineup has never been this stacked. We're going to do it. It's the first show of the year, folks. So come on. It's a really, really good lineup. But but I have a question for you. That is, what if, because since you're the producer... Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I don't need a voice machine to get that low because I have testicles. But you know, it is what it is. So Simo uh, just holds them. I just hold them <laughs> like this. I grab this one and I grab this one. And I can hold hands because they're friends. Okay, so uh what if the guys in charge or the I'm not sure the, the owner comes to you and says, Hey. I got this really great comedian who wants to drop in. He did David Letterman 25 years ago, and he doesn't have a social media account, so you can't confirm it. But but they're like, hey, can he can he do like 30 minutes? What are you gonna say? Oh shit! Well, 30 minutes he's beat. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's no show after mine, so technically I can go as long as I want. Is the beat? Oh really? Um, they're like with them. The thing is, if Stand Up New York told me this guy was big, he would be big because they vet their shit. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. you, you, they don't let no scrubs in there, uh, especially for drop in spots like that for the most part. So, if it's like a Seinfeld or something, he wants to do 30 minutes of my show, fuck yeah, that's going to just beef us up. <laughs> so, we'll see. But uh, well, I don't foresee necessarily a Seinfeld dropping in, but you never know because he is around. I literally just saw him last night uh, at the Beacon Theater, which is three blocks from stand-up new york oh really you saw and, him there uh, fuck the man's a... yep seinfeld uh, me and julie went uh he was epic he's a legend dude he and he works clean too like he he can go dark in his comedy but he works clean the whole time so it's like it's cool to watch a man do an hour and just like he's a legend you know you can see that there's levels to this like you know you know when there's someone's new and like we've been at it for fuck you over a decade me almost a decade uh, the man's been at it for 40 years. So you can see that there's, even when you're just been at it for that long, there's still levels, you know, and he's just a level above it all. Um, so my, my mom, uh, she, she's retired, but she still goes to like substitute. And this, and yesterday they had this, um, I think this like a joke day where they, they make like a makeshift, um, like comedy club and everyone has to come up on stage oh grab the mic and they have to say their best joke a bunch of little like this dumb jokes like you know knock knock or why did the chicken yeah. cross it whatever you know but but um it is really cute because it was dead like, everyone gets a picture it's a big performance <laughs> the parents can come watch if they want to but my mom started that because of Mwah. that's great right it's so cute <laughs> anywho um oh, so, that's great dude uh, now, I feel like, uh, you see, I don't know. Th- those, th- those programs sound sweet, and I, I feel like there's always that one dickhead who would just say, like, <laughs> hey, why did the chicken cross the road? To eat my ass! Ah, fuck you! Uh, yeah. What do you call a lesbian dinosaur? <laughs> Lick a lot of puss. Hey-oh! <laughs> <laughs> 
I love it. There's always an asshole. <laughs> always an asshole. Oh, lordy lord. <clears throat> um, Speaking of which, that actually leads us into our idiot of the week, my friend. Oh, wait, wait. Can I first just tell uh, you that because... I was actually going to talk about him until I saw that you had an article, and I was like, oh, great minds. But, like, you can't make this shit up. You know what I mean? Like, I'm living no. for this. But, okay, no. go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear it. This is wild. So our idiot of the week, name him right away, George Santos, the guy who got to Congress by lying about literally everything in his resume. That man is back in the headlines again. A Santos who lauded Florida's don't say gay bills is now denying claims that he performed as a drag queen in his previous life. Uh, <laughs> Which is, you can't make this shit up, right? <laughs> so we got this it. from abcnews.com. Uh, a popular Brazilian drag queen named Eula Rochard, who initially posted the claims on social media, told ABC News in an interview that she knew Santos over 10 years ago when she says that Santos used to the drag queen name uh, Kitara Ravache. Now, at the time she knew Santos, who reportedly went by his middle name, Anthony DeVolver, uh, she told ABC News that they met in 2005 with the now congressman be being a teenager, which is kind of weird. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, so this, of course, in Brazil. But note this really particular fact. She says, back in 2005, I quote, he was a huge liar already. Oh, yes, he was such a liar, she says. So apparently Santos registered to be a part of the 2008 Miss Gay Rio de Janeiro drag queen competition. But this is this is a nice level of petty. She notes that he did not win the Miss Drag Queen contest. Of course not. <laughs> I saw pictures, of course not. So, Oh, of course not. It's disgusting. So uh, Santos, who has been widely criticized for fabricating a bunch of stuff in his resume, like he uh, he said he worked for Goldman Sachs, I believe. He said he was uh, part, uh, part of a Jewish family and he was uh, his grandfather survived the Holocaust or shit like that. Uh, he said that he had like investment properties, but he lived in his mom's basement. It was like the ultimate fucking loser. Uh you know, he ran in New York as an openly gay Republican. But since joining Congress, he's aligned himself with the far right wing of the Republican Party, which has targeted the drag queen community and pushed policies that LGBTQ activists have condemned as being super fucking hateful, which they are. Uh, so, of course, what does this guy do? He, you know, uh, since being a drag queen doesn't fare him well for him and with his affiliation with the Republican Party, he pulled this response straight out of the old Donald Trump playbook to quickly deny it. And he goes, The most recent obsession from the media claiming that I'm a drag queen or performed as a drag queen is categorically false. This is how I think he talks in my head because he looks like that. <laughs> I, I so, feel like he should talk like this. He looks like he would talk like this <laughs> and do everyone's homework in middle school. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's definitely fair. And then he goes, The media continues to make outrageous claims about my life while I was working to deliver results. My dude, like, you're not working to do shit. This guy just sucks. And, of course, you can see, I put a link there in this little video thing, and I'll put this on a story. It's kind of like a, a face mesh thing where you can see the drag queen 
face turning into his face. And I mean, the teeth are the same. The lips are the same. The nose are the same. It's wild, dude. So, uh, yeah. Like, here's my thing. Obviously, we love drag queens here at the Frat Chat Podcast. We got no fucking problem with drag queens, dude. This isn't about you being a drag queen. This is the fact that you're a fucking hateful drag queen towards drag queens. Um, What are you doing? I'm I'm actually looking at his uh, Wikipedia right now, which I've never looked at before. Wikipedia, this is like my saving grace. You know, every time I see Wikipedia, it's like, please donate $2.50. I'm like, fuck that. You know what, though? I really should. I think they've earned at least $2.50 from me. Um, Okay, so I'm looking at, like, legal issues. And so here's the list. It says, um, well, first... There's a section that says false biographical statements scandal. And then under legal issues, issues it says Brazilian check fraud charges, evictions and unpaid judgments, campaign finance issues. That's a big topic on Wikipedia. Uh, it says allegations of withholding funds raised for pets. Uh, and then under others, yes, it says kill the dog. <laughs> It says the Times reported that the vulnerability study Santos campaign did in late 2021 found that his Florida driver's license has been suspended. Two of Santos's former roommates accused him of stealing personal effects, including a $520 Burberry scarf he wore to a January 5th, 2021 Stop the Steal rally. <laughs> <laughs> and it said that expensive dress shirts, phones, and checks went missing <laughs> while Santos was living with them. Yikes. Oh and he was married to a woman from 2012 to 2019. However, during the marriage, he began dating a man named Pedro in 2014. So after two years of marriage with the lady, he was like, you know what? I'm going to go suck some dick. Uh, yeah. They lived together until... Pedro moved out a year later. So why did I have to come be my people to come take someone else's job? Like, God damn it. (laughs) Santos indicated that he was living with a partner named Matthias or Matt, whom he subsequently called his husband in 2020. They have four dogs. Hmm. Uh, In October, 2022, Santos told the media, I am openly gay, have uh, never had an issue with my sexual identity in the past decade. Santos did not publicly acknowledge his first marriage until after it was reported in December of this past year. In December, he told the Post, I dated women in the past. I married a woman, adding that he was okay with his sexuality. You know, people change. Um, I just think he's just a pathological liar. He yeah, just looks literally like, it. Let me, can I make this bigger? Yeah. This is look at this picture of him on on Wikipedia. It's so creepy. He's gonna he's gonna shoot <laughs> yeah, up a Walmart. <laughs> he just yeah, look at him, look at him. Like what a fucking he, I hope uh, he doesn't have like a concealed, you know, to carry what's that called? Like a a, a gun uh, permit? Yeah, concealed weapon. Something's not right with like that. He's got a few I don't screws know, man. loose. He, he, I don't want to be in the same building with yeah, him. Yeah, he does. No way. He reminds me. What's what's that guy that shot uh, shot that kid while he was running years ago? And he like chased him down. I and mean, he got off as self-defense. George Zimmerman. I, I don't know, but something's not right with him. You know what I've been thinking, you guys? 
trimming my hair down below into mustache pubes. Because why does the face get to hog all the stash action, man? I'm going to do it. It's a new year, new balls with the global leaders and below the waist grooming. This year, take your package to the next level with their Performance Package 4.0 and other premium wet goods. Inside the Performance Package 4.0, you'll find the signature Lawnmower 4.0. The advanced skin safe technology reduces cuts and snicks on your delicate parts. It also comes equipped with a 4000K LED spotlight that will shine a light to the promised land 2023 looks to be. That grooming routine isn't complete without applying Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver before showing off your 2023 self. These unique formulations take care of the smelliest part of your body and are a big boost to your confidence into the new year. To complete the set, Manscaped threw in their Shed Travel Bag and Anti-Chafing Boxer Briefs as free gifts to keep all your goodies stored comfortably. And if you really want to make 2023 the year to remember, make sure to try out Manscaped's wet goods as well. This includes the Ultra Premium Body Wash, the 2-in-1 Shampoo and Conditioner Combo, and the Body Deodorant. Oh yeah! These products are the absolute perfect follow-up after your New Year's gym sessions. Cheers to new balls in 2023. And get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code FRATCHAT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code FRATCHAT. Time to feel sexy and free this 2023 with Manscaped. But, dude, ah, the, here's the thing. How can a guy like that, who it's been literally proven that he lied about everything, be allowed to serve in Congress? Like, what the fuck? There should be rules about this shit. Like, if you lie, you should go to jail. You should get kicked off at least. Like, what the fuck? You know, I was talking about that with my coworkers. Because at my job, if you lie in your resume and we find out after you've been hired, we let you go. So if you got hired on false yes. pretenses, then then unfortunately, you know, um, a termination is the result of that. So I don't understand why politics is any different. I just don't. Politics is like so crazy that we had a president last term who had zero political um, like history, zero political experience. Um, so I just assume that like maybe you work yourself up from like, mayor to governor to president or maybe you can be like a representative maybe a senator maybe speaker of the house i don't know then then uh i mean be a department chairman and then president at least he had business meetings and he dealt with leaders and shit so you can say okay maybe he can deal with the economic thing transferable skills you know yeah exactly but with this guy Mm -hmm. who literally lied about everything it's like, dude, even in Colombia in the 90s, Pablo Escobar got himself elected to pol- to political office. And when he came out that his money all came through drug stuff and that he lied on his first day in the Colombian Congress, they kicked his ass out. They were like, get out of here. You fuck. And that is one of the most corrupt goddamn governments of all time at the time. So you're going to tell mm-hmm. me that this shit flies here? What? That's nah, bullshit. It's bullshit. You can't. It's bullshit. You can't take it. Can't take it. And he said they had speaking of bullshit, Mister Mo. No, go on, go on. Oh, I was gonna say he said um that he had family in the Holocaust and he was Jewish. And then when they when they asked about it on like I think I think I saw a clip from Fox News actually. They were like, uh, explain that. And he's like, No, I was joking. I was like, I'm like Jewish because I had like a little bit. And they're like, yeah, Okay, mm-hmm. ugh. 
What a mess. He, yeah, exactly. they were like, oh, we totally get it. But Fucking flags. I think what it is, is I think the Republican wow. Party was like, we need a gay. We need a gay. Because um, yeah. remember that yeah. guy, Herschel Walker? They were like, they're like, it's mm-hmm. going to look really good for our image if we have a, uh, a person of color on our team. Like, that's going to speak volumes. Yeah. And then they were like, okay, we need a gay. Absolutely. If we have a gay on our team, that's going to give us a lot of credibility. Then we can speak on gay topics as we're like, we're friends with one. You know what I mean? So um, that's why I think that he's Absolutely. had so much support. And there's money in New York. So yeah, uh, but there's a lot of Republicans in New York. Uh, so it's easy to split if, if you can get past the issues. Oy vey, what a hot mess. Okay, speaking of shit, what are we going to say about poopy? <laughs> Uh, and it seems that, uh, Seema just ran away. Is there? You here? Can you hear me? Oh, we might have lost him, but I'm here, you guys. And I'll tell you everything you need to know about being cool, but I'll do it in the sexy voice. I'll talk in this voice while Seema's gone. Oh, oh no, th- there you are. Did I lose I you? Was that mine? Oh yeah, you lost me. That's okay. Okay. I'll I can hear you fine now. Sexy to the listeners. Oh, you were talking sexy to them? Yep, yep. You know, I figured uh, I'd do that real quick, and uh, it was working. I feel like I could feel the wetness uh, <laughs> coming coming through the earphones. <laughs> you should you should do some some gangster rap and uh, some some um some real Will, Will Smith lyrics. The ladies love that. That means that you're a badass. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Getting jiggy with it. No, 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 no. I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> okay, go ahead. About poopy. What are you going to say? We're talking about uh, poopy people and things that make you feel poopy. We're talking off air about something that uh, you're not so excited about. Uh, you went to your therapist. Oh, my gosh. He prescribed you some shit. Let me talk about Okay. Let's have some real talk here. So obviously, I talk about I talk about mental illness a lot. Uh, it's part of my routine. I'm not embarrassed to talk about it because I don't think there should be a stigma against it. I almost I almost equate it to like, um, like any other like physical illness because I do think that it 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 comes with like physical symptoms sometimes. Um, but anyway, so I've been taking different types of antidepressants for a very long time since I can remember. I've always been on something. And sometimes, you know, it stops working. You know how, like, sometimes you, you can use a deodorant and then just comes a day where, like, it just doesn't work anymore? Like, it, it it's, like, it messes with, like, mm-hmm. your pH balance or something, I guess, gets acclimated to it. And then you're like, hmm, doesn't smell like it used to. And you switch to a different brand. Has that happened to you before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know totally. what I mean? You start getting used to it. Your body acclimates. It's true. You know, you can yeah. take, um, you, you can take one painkiller, and then as, comes a time where you're like, oh, I need more. And you take more painkillers, and you're like, oh, that doesn't work anymore. I need more, or like laxatives. So I guess the same thing happened with me with, with antidepressants. So we tried different brands, and uh. uh I, I'm always like the maximum dose and they're like, we, we really can't prescribe anymore. So uh, my insurance actually doesn't cover the dosage I'm on right now. So they have to prescribe me multiple different of the same medicine because it surpasses what the, what the 
I guess the legal dose is in one prescription. Does that make sense? So let's say I'm taking like a thousand milligrams of something. Well, the government might say you can only have up to 300 milligrams in a prescription. So that I have one, two, three, and four prescriptions of the same medicine to bypass that rule. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Follow me? Mm-hmm. Okay. So they were like, in an effort to avoid another series of electroconvulsive therapy, which I've done in the past, uh, they want to start putting me on some other types of medicine. And they've mentioned like mood stabilizers and some other stuff. Uh, maybe in addition to my antidepressants, they think that I'm resistant to antidepressants and it is what it is. But I'm looking at all these um, side effects and I'm like, oh my God, this is like horrifying. Um, like, like sexual side effects. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't have a limp dick and and like nausea. And like, they have like some, all these like random ones that are like horrifying, like internal bleeding. I'm like, what? Like there's all this stuff. But anyway, I'm not excited about them. I'm not, and I'm annoyed. And I do think that sometimes doctors are like, let's just try this. Let's just try this. But it's easy for them to say, cause it's not them, but it's my life. And when you're like, let's just try this, let's just try this bitch. You try, you tell me how you feel and then I'll try it. You know, <laughs> it's so ridiculous. I mean, I don't know. The thing is also like these things, I don't think you'll get all the side effects, but you got to list them. You know what I mean? So hopefully you get one out of 10 or none at all. And if you do get a side effect, you can just, you know, give it back. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like as long as you have trust in them that they're not over prescribing you shit, it's worth a try. You know? Well, what happens whenever, whenever you take but a new, know, some people, cause people stigmatize that shit, you know? Totally. So whenever you take a new medication, what happens is that when they wean you off of something that you can't just stop taking, like I was taking like a crazy amount of what's called Paxil. Um, when you stop taking it, if I were to stop immediately, like cold turkey, the withdrawal symptoms would be atrocious. So they had to wean me off and it took over a month. It's like take a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. This week we'll take this much, cut your pills in half, cut them in corner, quarters. It's a, it's a process. So then as you're weaned off the medication, you, your uh, depression is like skyrocketing because you're not taking the dose that you need. And you're also like shaking and like um, getting lightheaded and it's just, it's horrible. So you're like, if I wasn't already depressed, going through withdrawal makes me even more upset. And then when they put you on a new medication and start you off little and they start adding more, uh, it's another turbulent ride. And so like, it's just like up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. So every time I talk to them, they're like, "Mm, I don't know, maybe we should try this. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be fucking psycho for another month again i can't handle this you know what i mean uh it's like uh, now i know why why withdrawal is so hard and like you know at the crack house you know i i relate to them crackheads <laughs> like the withdrawal sucks you better keep yeah, smoking man. some shit i i don't blame you smoke it all no for sure dude fuck <laughs> crazy times dude that's wild honestly yeah it's it's crazy but uh... So, I mean, I feel like a lot of people go through this shit, you know, like uh, a lot of people I know closely have questioned this kind of stuff. So the way I look at it, you know, you're 
brain produces a bunch of crazy chemicals in there. Sometimes, you know, it gets a little gets a little out of whack and you need to fix the levels in there. So as long as it doesn't completely like change you, I'm always on board with kind of things. And as long as it's not like shit, man, you're taking 13 pills just to <laughs> not have a panic attack. Cause there has to be, I feel like there has to be coping ways, but it also sometimes, you know, you need to add the little chemical ways because you know, like I said, uh, the brain goes a little iffy and one little chemical is going off in the wrong direction is literally the difference between you being normal or like fucking like being a rageaholic or things go just the other way. You see people who like, oh, he was a sports athlete who fucking murdered his entire wife. It's a fucking chemical imbalance in the brain now after all this CTE and shit. They had no idea. So you know, sometimes I gotta, when I don't I take my medicine, I turn turn into this guy. <laughs> Brother. <laughs> Oh yeah. (laughs) I love you know what's funny? My my psychiatrist, he he's like, Mm -hmm. I think you I think maybe we should just um consider therapy. I think that would really help you in addition to medication. I'm like, motherfucker, I do therapy twice a week. You know, and then my my therapist is like, I don't know if this is gonna be the end all be all. I think you need to adjust your medication. Um, it's like, are you you're <laughs> what what are you taking at the moment? I'm like, everything. <laughs> everything. So, so everybody me. else is the problem, it seems. It's not <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, oh geez. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, sometimes I drink a lot because I, I don't think this medicine's working. So I just like drink to oblivion. Oy vang. So I'll keep you guys posted on the mess that is my brain. Yikes. What can you do? It is what it is. You're not alone, Mr. Mo. I'm not alone. alone, Mr. Mo, there's plenty of people. And surprise, Osmario. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) I'm psycho. Um, Anywho, what's on the uh, agenda? Hopefully... Yes, let's get to it, and hopefully somebody found that little uh, combo useful, because, uh, you know, everybody's got mental problems. Nobody's normal. Oh, totally. <laughs> All the normal ones are fucking serial killers. But anyways, it's time to get to it. In fact, people that are too normal are a giant red flag, yeah. which is a perfect segue, because that's exactly what we're talking about this week, Mr. Mo. because Valentine's Day is coming. It's on its way. And people want Valentine's. People are looking for love. People want that special sweet someone that they can snuggle up with. But here's the thing. While they jump into the dating pool, they're still blinded by love. They're still blinded by the possibility of meeting that special someone. That they miss giant red flags that are staring them right in the face. Absolutely. That is why this week, we here at the Frat Chat Podcast are here to spare you the heartbreak, the heartache, the pain, and the weirdness by giving you some of our biggest red flags to watch out for while you're entering the dating pool. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. You actually sound yeah. pretty close to the thing. Oh, <laughs> Not <yeah>. bad. <laughs> yeah, I got big balls, dude. Like, huge fucking testicles. They yeah, called me good. Testicles Maximus in high school. <laughs> Like, that's that's why they called you Dangle. 
<laughs> I no no no. I think it, no no no. It's not dangle. Guess. It was it was dingle as in dingleberry because I had a problem. But I'll only get into that. <laughs> That's why I'm in therapy. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> so we're we're talking about red flags now. Now is this regarding like like initial dating or is this like in a relationship or all the above? All the above, my friend. Uh, okay. For example, the first one right here. Is, is right when you're starting to see these people. You know what I mean? The potential candidates. For example, a lot of people are on the dating apps these days. And you're, you're swiping, you're bored, you're looking uh, for some sex or for some love, one of the two. Uh, and then you find someone. And here's the thing. You look at the picture. Like, okay, this is the group picture. Who the fuck is this person? <laughs> so you swipe to the next picture because, you know, there's only like five of them. And there's another group picture. It's like, okay. Who is this person? Who am I looking at? And then you go and you swipe again, and it's three people in the picture. I'm like, okay, this is a giant red flag here, people, because that means that he or she is definitely using the aspect of illusion by putting a, a bunch of like eights, nines, and tens around their six looking ass, so you are distracted. So if you have to fucking figure out who the person is, giant red flag, uh, they're definitely an go. So run, just run. <laughs> or he wants a gangbang. Either way, run. Oh, we lost. Mr. Mo. Okay, can you see me now? We lost you. Okay, are we back now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I just changed my Wi-Fi to my hotspot. So sorry. You sound way better now. So yeah. Oh, do I really? Your, man, your Wi-Fi sucks. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I got Wi-Fi from, from T-Mobile, and I think it's a bad, oh! bad idea. <laughs> Mobile, what the fuck, man? You're, oh, no. you're a two-income house now. What are you? What are you doing? <laughs> well, because what kind of cutbacks are you doing? I called T-Mobile and I was like, I don't understand why I'm paying over like $200 a month. Like, why am I paying this much? And then I, I got off the phone having signed up for their internet. I I was weak. Oh, no. They were like, we could give you internet. No. You could pay even more if you want. And I was like, okay, that sounds great. Oh, <laughs> oh God. So, so they put you on dial-up for $900. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Oy vey. Anywho, so so you were saying profile pick. If there's too many people, giant red flags. You should have to decipher who the fuck is in the picture. Well, there's a misconception that if you have pretty friends, it makes you look prettier by default. That's not true. You look uglier by default. You mm -hmm. are the designated, like, what do they call it? DILF? Designated um, <laughs> ugly fat friend? Oh, duff. That's what they call duff. it. Duff. Oh, have you heard that before? Mean. <laughs> Designated no, so ugly mean. fat friend. That's what they used to say back in Chicago. And I was like, oh. Um, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that horrible? I would never want to be considered like the ugly friend, you know? That's terrible. That's t I actually, uh, someone, I'll tell you off air because it's way too mean uh, to say on air. But we were in spring break, Mexico, and uh, went upstairs with this girl who brought me up for her and then him up for her friend and then we get to the room and uh open the door her friend walks out looks at her friend looks at me and looks at my friend 
and then just looks back at her friend and goes, you brought me the ugly one and then walks away. <laughs> like, oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I mean, just that's, walked right out and left. <laughs> that would ruin me. I would that be so upset. I would not recover from that. I felt awful that I was there to watch that <laughs> at the same time. As, you know. <laughs> okay. So um, have, uh, have you ever, when you were doing online dating before, uh, Julie came into your life. Have you ever met someone who didn't look like the picture and you're like, the yes. fuck? Like, not yes. only are you unattractive, but you're also a liar. You're a lying, unattractive person. I went on a date with someone and uh, I was like, what the fuck? I was looking at the picture. It's like, what is this? This is either Photoshop or this is like way too long ago because like the skin tone was different. Everything was different about the fucking, like, you could kind of tell it was the same person. But it was like a like a Kylie Jenner pre and post transformation. You know what I mean? You look at the pictures and you're like, wait, who the fuck? This is not the same person. What is happening here? So yeah, I've totally been catfished before. Um, I will say though, <laughs> I mean, I was already there, and you know, I drank like seven, eight drinks to uh, get past this. So I was drunk enough, and you know, <laughs> I've, made it I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I already paid for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> I've had my moments. I'm on a comedian salary. You know what I mean? You can't fucking waste these things. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So what's your what's your first one? Well, I think that this this applies more to like a longer relationship. If 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 your significant other doesn't introduce you to family. Oh yeah. That's bad news. Or even like introduce you to friends. You know, I just I just feel like if you don't get to meet this person's inner circle, then are you really ready to take the next step? Now, if they introduce you to their family too soon, I'm like, that's creepy. But after like a yeah, while, right. you you should you should get to know them. Nice to meet you. Here's my mom. Totally. <laughs> yeah. So uh actually I have a lot of experience in this particular topic because you might have seen me on a famous MTV show called help i'm in a secret relationship yeah and uh, i saw so that you can check us out yeah yeah mr simo gets spanked by me on that show too so check uh -huh. it out on mtv it was the 30th most watched show in america that week baby so a lot of people saw that spank oh yeah and uh we go through this particular subject and here's the thing you gotta meet the peeps you gotta meet the people in the relationship you gotta do it that's how they get to know your friends that's how you see how the vibe works see if things will actually work out but they're not introducing you they're hiding some shit or they just don't like you that much. To be honest, it's like, yeah, you're a waste of time. They're definitely so. hiding stuff. Totally hiding mm -hmm. stuff. Mm -hmm. Bad news. Like, um, uh, I have some friends who like never post anything about their significant other, or I'm sorry, their significant other doesn't post anything about them on their stories. And I'm oh, like, yeah. you post all your friends and your coworkers, everyone, but not the person you're dating. Like yeah. seems fishy to me. Anyhow. Yeah, you're trying to look single on the internet. That means there's someone that they secretly want that, you know, if they hit them up, they're still available for. Yeah. <laughs> okay, what's it's the next totally one? It totally is, man. I'm not going to lie. I've been there, not with Julie, but that's why I make sure to post Julie, like, as much as possible. So it's like, I don't even want to, I don't want to deal with that shit. Just like, I'm taking people. <laughs> I yeah. barely have enough time to deal with her shit. I don't have fucking time to deal with someone else's shit. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> that's why i gave up on ladies i was like you guys are too much <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's too much effort 
Too much effort. That's I'm why like, I never want a real threesome. <laughs> I like disappoint them people. <laughs> when I was like, ladies are too much. And I was like, you know what? I like sushi, but it's just a lot in my mouth at one time. So I'm not sure if I'm, <laughs> if I'm any good with sucking dick, but I'll take one for the team if I can just avoid the lady drama. And, you know, practice I mean, makes per- perfect, you know? Eating a hot dog is definitely easier than eating a roll sushi. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Much, so. <laughs> Plus the sauce and shit. <laughs> now, I think one that's also giant red flag and super creepy is when someone is too close to like their mom or their sister or like if it's a, a girl, their brother. You know, remember the opposite gender? Because I'm a mama's boy and so are you. So we know totally. what it's like to be like cool with your mom and, and have a good, healthy relationship. But there is a fucking limit. Like overly touchy family members. Ew. Uh, like brother and sisters who just like act like couples. Ew. I've seen that shit. It's fucking weird. And I'm pretty sure actually, yes, there's a Friends episode that deals with this very subject as well. Yep. Uh, it's fucking weird, dude. Like, come on, you guys. Like, what are you doing? I agree. And <laughs> one time, I one of my exes, we had just finished fucking and we're naked in bed. And his mom called on FaceTime and he answered. Now, she didn't see any of our goodies. No. She just saw like us laying there with like our bare shoulders, like from here up. But I was mortified. I'm right. like, really? Like, I, like, yeah. I literally like, what just wiped cum off of your stomach. Like, why? <laughs> Like, can we have a breather? <laughs> you know what I mean? We're like sweaty and gross. And I'm like, oh, hi. For the first time. Oh, hi. But he was just so comfortable. He talked to his mom about sex and stuff. And I just think there's, you're right. There's a line. You don't talk about that. That's nasty. Yeah. Imagine if the mom was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Or she's like, hey, baby, instant replay like last time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you do that move that I taught you? <laughs> if you hang Don't your head off the, the video, <laughs> if you hang your head off the side of the bed, you can probably deep throw it a little bit better. You got it. It's all about the angle. You can take that whole dick. Your Try father again, loves that move. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, God. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so the next one I think is if you initiate everything, I'm talking like if you. Like message them first on uh, Okay Cupid, and then you ask them out, and then after that you're always texting them first or trying to make plans. Even like if you're together and you're initiating foreplay, if you're initiating everything, then that's a problem. Do you know what I mean? Like they they need to put in some effort. If they're not putting in any effort, then you got to keep it moving. It's not fair to you. Totally, dating is a two way street, folks. And I, here's the thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And people, and people, I've been a sucker for someone that I really liked before that kind of you strings you along and you're just so happy that they give you the time of day when they do that you forget that you spend that 90% of the time when they don't and they treat you like shit, feeling like total shit. So you want to make sure to know your worth, people. If you're fucking chasing someone, they don't like you. Just fucking move on. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of fish out in the sea. Sure, a lot of them will give you mercury poisoning, aka uh, herpes. But <laughs> way through, you'll, you'll find some good ones. <laughs> you'll find some good ones. <laughs> Correct, hundred percent, a hundred, a hundred percent. What's your What's your next one? Keep it one hundred. <laughs> 
Uh, okay, so this is a very good one because uh, if they're always asking you who you're with, uh, like they're super possessive with you, they check in way too much. You know what I mean? Like, like, like they're always wondering where the fuck you are uh, every 15 minutes. Oh, you didn't answer me? Okay. You know, here's the thing. It might be a little bit of a guilty conscience because people usually put on what they've done. And yeah. other people. So people who cheat, for example, are super jealous because if they cheated, they probably think that their fucking significant other is out there cheating too. And it brings a lot of rage and jealousy. So if someone you're with is super possessive or just overly wondering where the fuck you're at, they're probably doing some shady shit or they're crazy. So run. That's Get like out. the making of every lifetime horror flick. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. how it always starts. And I also feel like if they're like, where are you? Who are you with? When you come in home, they're just trying to keep tabs on you so that they know what timeline they have to fool around. You know, <laughs> where you true. coming home? Wait, who are you with? Where, where are you? Okay. And then they're thinking, okay, they're at Target. That's about um, 30 minutes away. I can probably fuck this person in 20 minutes and then clean the sheets um, or switch the sheets out before they get home. They won't even know. Okay, great. You know what I mean? That's what sure. I think sometimes when people are like deep in tabs. I and, don't know. And no, people, there's obviously, you got to be, there's communication relationships. It's very important. There's a difference between, hey, you know, you know where each other's at because, you know, you have schedules, you, you keep up with each other. Then someone chasing the other person down constantly, you know, being like, what the fuck are you? Oh, you didn't answer me. Uh, shit like that, you know, super possessively. Or, you know, the sketchy one of like, oh, well, you know, why don't you uh, stop over at Kohl's instead for 30 minutes? <laughs> but we don't need anything at Kohl's. Oh, you know, about the supermarket for 25. <laughs> that's People that's bad news. Yeah, giant, giant red flag for sure. Um, what Let's about see. when you have you been to a right now? Maybe not so much for you because I, I assume that for typically, I mean, times change, but. Most guys tend to pick up the bill on the first date. Um, I mean, I don't. I know. I understand that uh, it can it can be a little disrespectful to a lady to be overly chivalrous because you know women make money too. But I do right. think that in this day and age, still men get paid more than ladies, and I feel like because of that, <laughs> it's a nice gesture. It's a nice right? gesture. Like, I also she- think that uh, you know men we're not dishing out. 50 bucks for a, a good bra and uh we also aren't buying feminine products all day every day that should be provided with insurance so i'm i'm always like i think the guy should pay especially if they invite the lady um i was or, just about to say it i think it depends on who invites who if i yeah. ask julie out on a date or i ask you know whoever out on a date and she comes and i brought you then fuck yeah i'm gonna pay a thousand percent if she asked me on a date you know then i'm going to offer to like pay or split it whatever but then i'm going to assume for the most part that she, i'm being invited so i do think yeah. it depends on who makes that first move if guys if you're asking the fucking lady or, or other guy out um you know whoever whoever asked it gotta pay the tab and now if you if they offer to split it and you feel comfortable doing that that's totally fine but you know it's a good gesture. What the fuck? You gotta show. So uh, you gotta show who you, what you're made of. You know what I mean? It's difficult when you have uh, two guys though, because you're like, uh, 
where does chivalry chivalry kick in? But anyway, um, well, who's uh, taking it? I guess that's. I don't care who's taking it. <laughs> I don't care who pays, but whomever pays has to tip. And if you're a bad tipper, that's such a red flag because that means that you have blatant disrespect Massive. for the service industry. Yes, and that's not okay Absolutely. with me. That means that you probably never worked in the service industry, and maybe mm-hmm. you've never worked a job where um, you've had to, you know, take a beating. So if you've always been handed money uh, uh, from mommy and daddy and you lived with a silver spoon in your mouth, then I don't know if we're going to get it along, you know? Yeah, bad tippers and people who are rude to waiters and waitresses just boil my fucking skin because I've been there where someone walked out in a check on me before or when someone hasn't tipped me before. And it's like, listen, you got money to come eat? You got money to fucking tip me, asshole. If not, stay the fuck home or order to go. But you don't have to worry about that shit. You know what I mean? And people who are rude to wait staff, it's like, come on, like, what the fuck? Or people who complain about the prices to wait staff and things like that. It's like, what the fuck? I'm, I'm the waiter here. I do not set the prices. <laughs> like, or if uh, they, yeah, they come in, they say, if they're being annoying and they realize it and they say, don't worry, we're going to take care of you. That's when I'm like, no, you're not. You're yeah, not taking care of it. And that, that's why I know you're not going to. They never do. They always leave like six bucks and like a hundred dollar check. <laughs> and like a smiley face on the receipt. Like, thank you. See how we took care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, hold, hang yeah. tight for one. It's like, oh, it's Mario. It's 2.30. Yes. He, he has to go to work. <laughs> He's got to pay the bills. <laughs> I'm going to text them right now and say, are you awake? Um, wakey, wakey. Wake up. <laughs> Time for breakfast. Hey there. You got to go to work, baby. Okay, I hear some rustling. Here. <laughs> yeah. I love that. That's so cool. Anywho. Okay, what's, what's the next one on the list? I think uh, this one... Uh, people who say I love you casually or using like like pet names way too soon, like within like the first week and shit of just getting to know someone. Tell me about it, babe. Just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, sugar buns? <laughs> <laughs> Stage five, clinger alert. Because you know what I mean? Like me and Julie moved pretty fast. I have to say, I said I love you in the first couple months. Uh, but it was like not within the first like day like come on dude you gotta space these things out uh people who are just like overly like this is a weird thing to describe but overly there overly in your face with their goddamn feelings these things have to affectionate take a minute yes because things here's the thing feelings they sizzle over time like now you can be super attracted to someone and and immediately like you just want to bang them but that's different Feelings of love, it's something that sizzles over time as you get to know the person, realize they're made for you. So if they already decided off of like one conversation that they want to fucking marry you, they're probably been watching you for weeks. <laughs> Just yeah. saying. And this isn't the first date. He's been following you. <laughs> totally. Right. Man. I, I think talk is cheap. Like you you can, if you really feel that way, then you should show other ways than just saying things. I think that when people are too right. affectionate, it makes me question their affection, you know? Totally. Uh, I, I, I've known people who said, I love you too soon um, because they meant it in like a 
friendly way, like you love your friends and this and that. But mm-hmm. when you're talking to your significant other, like that's a very powerful phrase to use and you got to be careful, Absolutely. you know? Um, okay. You don't take the L word lightly, folks. But Correct. now it's time for the quick Frat Chat Podcast debate, Mr. Mo. And this is, is this the red flag is the question. Are wondering eyes a red flag? Now, wondering eyes are obviously you're walking around with your date. Everybody's seen that that meme. Uh, guy with his girlfriend. Uh, cute girl walking this way. You see the guy, guy giving her like this look. You know, checking her out. And the girlfriend's like. <laughs> yeah. I would be like that. Looking around. Scooby news. Is that a red flag? Uh, I, I know people are like, well, looking is fine. Just don't touch them. Well, I, I feel like. If you want to look at something, then when your partner isn't with you, look at porn on your phone. Who cares? Rub one out. But when you are with your significant other and you're one-on-one, your significant other or even your date, it could be a first date. They should be more focused on you and not checking out others. Their attention should be on you. Now, I tend to have a soft awareness of everything happening around me because I'm paranoid at the bar. Like if if someone's a little overserved and I think they're going to borrow for someone I think is gonna throw punches or you know if someone's walking past me with a tray full of drinks and i don't want to get a spill i I, i'm always Mm -hmm. focused on those things but but at at the end of the day like my focus is on osmario right right, i'm not looking at other there's a lot of people attractive people near me but i don't care that's that's my man i will say uh as a guy i feel like you're a rare breed my friend because here's the thing we're made to look if i see a girl with a giant knockers walk by my face i can't help it my eyes are gonna be like damn look at them titties but i've learned now if you're in a first date you know you definitely should fucking mind your goddamn manners and and look make sure you keep your eye contact folks (laughs) keep that eye contact right here you keep that feel the vision right here but with julie i'm not gonna lie we've been dating now long enough if i see a girl with giant titties and a big ass and i'm like god damn i just say like, hey julie look at that god damn. <laughs> and she's like i hate you shut up but at least i like share it out loud with her and i'm not like a perv now what if she were to oh, say yes. to you like look at that dude's got a huge fucking cock in those gray sweatpants <laughs> wouldn't now, she be like excuse me well, I guess I guess I'm more like, oh, she's hot. But if you see her fawn over like a like a Chris Hemsworth every time he fucking comes on a TV screen, you know, she's got eyes too. I'm not crazy. Or you know, sometimes in Hoboken you see like overly ripped dudes running in with no shirts for no reason, and it's like 33 degrees out. And I see I see her eyes like, and I'm like, hey, really? It <laughs> <laughs> goes both ways. It goes both ways. But I know she's with me. She loves me. I love her. We're together. You know, I got. I only got uh, my heart is for Julie, but I, I got eyes, man. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what it's like to be straight. So I've never really been in the straight dating pool. I mean, in college, but that doesn't really count. So uh, yeah, uh, I just know that just, that show. just not just my friends, but like my, the, the gay community from what I've seen tend to be like pretty uh, persistent and direct. And there are times when my eyes wander, but it's not in a, oh, um, I'm interested. It's in a, I'm watching you and you say anything to my husband. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. I can see you <laughs> making eye contact with him. Don't even dare. So I have a, I like a, 
accusatory eye, I guess, you know. Nah. Uh, see, I, I mean, I've seen Julie get jealous a couple times of girls talking to me, but for the most part, she's pretty I've weird. seen that, too. It was pretty funny <laughs> to see her. Yeah, it's, it's kind of adorable. <laughs> I haven't gotten jealous with her so far. because I mean, I just trust her so much. She's, like, such a good person that I'm not particularly worried about it. And I mostly see it as a compliment. Someone finds you attractive these days. I'm like, great. You know, that means I'm killing it. But back in the day, I used to be super jealous. Like back in college, I don't know if it was because you're, you know, early 20s, testosterone is fucking through the roof. But I used to be a jealous motherfucker, like all the time. Like I don't, I don't know why. So is that a like, Latin if trait? I, see my girl, I hear that. Is it what? A Latin trait. Oh, yeah. Definitely hot blooded. And it's like, a, you know, it's my woman type of feeling. You know what I mean? Why are you talking to my woman type? You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm that's not very, talking to your fucking woman. That's it's, very caveman-like. It is. It is caveman-like for sure. So I was definitely more of a caveman in college is the way to describe. <laughs> and eventually realized like, okay, you're together. Like you got to have trust and you build that. But at the time, like, you know, especially no, when you're in college, you're, you're not your brain is not necessarily operating 100 percent we're talking about chemicals affecting your your brain flow and your thought process you're drunk all the goddamn time and you mix that with weed and you're also like going through hormonal changes in your body so then all of a sudden you're fucking nuts and you're not making any rational decisions you know what i mean so that also definitely plays into it like, few shots of fucking whiskey in a bar and someone looks at your girl you're gonna react differently than you know sitting here with Hindsight 2020. So correct. Uh, a little, a little time, a little uh, wiser and less booze definitely <laughs> have changed my <laughs> changed my outlook on life. So I think I think this is like 50 50. Uh, you should definitely, folks, uh, keep an eye on your date on the first try. But hey, maybe a little communication is not so bad. You know what I mean? Everybody's different. Um, I guess so. Okay, so let me ask you this: Have you ever um, been on date? And she sh- showed up, but she didn't like dress up nice. And you're like, oh, like I, I took pride in what I wore. I wanted to have a good first impression. You, you, you <laughs> couldn't like do something with your look. Has that ever happened to you? I haven't on a date, but I have hung out with someone who came over in sweatpants. But at the same time, they came over in sweatpants. So I knew what that meant for me. They weren't there for a date with me. They were there to get with, with me. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. It was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Her name was George. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey there, I hope you like these sweatpants. <laughs> sweet, sexy bulge poking through. <laughs> then she said, she said, get on your stomach. <laughs> what? Get, get all fours right now, bitch. <laughs> Are you my slut pig? Yes. Take that. Take that. I tried Adol for my first time. It really, really hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! I love this thing. I think All first right. impressions are important, and and you know. Yeah, I agree. I think you you gotta look good, dude. Because here's the thing. As you get comfortable in the relationship, as you're there for a longer period of time, things will unravel to sweatpants and T-shirts and comfy clothes and staying in and looking your worst. But you got to fucking show them what you look like at your best. So if you're starting the bar 
with sweatpants at first date dinner, what the fuck are you going to look like six years down the road? You know what I mean? This is like meth in bed on Sunday. Like, what is happening? So you got to look at You got to show them what you're made of. You got to show them that you look good. You know, maybe if you're thinking of uh, settling down eventually and you're thinking of this dating is going to end up in marriage, ideally they want to see you end up in a tuxedo. You know what I mean? With a ring around that finger. So show that you are. That, that material. You know what I, I think? Mean, I take it a step further. I think, okay, you're lazy and you're a procrastinator because you probably are wearing the last few clean items you have in your house. Maybe you didn't want to leave like this, but you have a laundry pile that's out of control and you've just been putting <laughs> it off forever. So I think that you're a fucking dirt mart. <laughs> I think that. That's actually fair. I didn't think about that. And that's so true. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's. <laughs> that shows like lack of effort or definitely someone uh, holding off as long as possible. Being like, Oh, I uh, ran out of underwear. I guess if I just turn these over, it's like yeah. a new pair <laughs> inside out. <laughs> you pull off someone's thong and there's a shit stain on it. Like, ah! <laughs> you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. On to the next one. Um, if they talk about their exes on the first couple of dates and they claim that all their exes are crazy, that's a big red flag. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing, your date is the common denominator. You know what I mean? So they're probably the problem. Like, like here's the thing. I've taken some L's in relationships and I'm sure I've been the bad one. Uh, I've gotten dumped. I've dumped people. You know what I mean? I've definitely been the problem and I've seen that others have been the problem. Like there's no way that they can all be crazy. That means it's fucking you, dude. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's like if enough people say the same thing, it's a thing. (laughs) Like, come on. So yeah, it's also tacky to talk about your exes in the first date or so. Like that's not, totally, you should be asking totally. questions from the person you're sitting across from. You should be asking like, how many siblings do you have? Um, what, uh, what do you do for, for work? What's your credit score? What's your social, your blood type? Like how do I wear your skin? Things like that are like more important than, <laughs> you know, like my exes were all crazy. You know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The first date is definitely not the place to bring up your ex. Uh, it sounds like you're not over inappropriate it either. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, you yeah, gotta, I didn't think now about if that. If you have That's some trauma too. that you want to share, as as you get close with the person that you're dating, you can reveal these things. Maybe at least some insecurities. But again, that's down the road. You can't. It's like when Simo got that new therapist. He didn't fucking unpack all the crazy in the first te- therapy session. You know what I mean? You got kicked out. <laughs> it's like this guy, put this guy in a home. Like, what the fuck? He's crazy. Yeah. Every week. You unravel a little piece of candy. It's <laughs> crazy candy. <laughs> oh shit! Extreme anxiety. Didn't know about that. <laughs> exactly. Oh shit! Like so, two pinkies in the butt. Didn't know about that. You know these things come out as you go. <laughs> yeah, but I want two pinkies from the same hand. So if you're not rocking yes. six fingers, not interested. <laughs> See, no, it really gets uh, me off deformities. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so how about dates this people one? who hang out inside of nuclear power plants. Yeah, if you're not, if you don't qualify for a circus freak show, don't you dare coming up and trying to holler at me and lick at my butthole. Don't try to tongue punch my shit box. I'm not ready for you. Um, okay, so how about this? If if it's not obvious to you um, that they're into you, then to me, 
that foundation is going to fuck with your emotional security. So you should never wonder if the person you're with likes you. And Mm -hmm. I actually dated someone before Osmario that I I really enjoyed his company. And I would always say to him, and he listens to the podcast. And so it is what it is. But, but we would hang out and I would say, well, we're probably great. about to lose a fan. So. Yeah. But you know, I would say like, it's, it's, it's rare for me to be vulnerable, but I would say, listen, like, I really like hanging out with you. Can we hang out sometime next week? Or, um, you know, I just feel like we see each other like once every like three months or so, but can we see each other more frequently? And he'd be like, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, but then I wouldn't hear from him for a long time. And like after three months, he's like, Hey, I haven't heard from you. I'm like, well, I have like the balls in your court. And so yeah. that, that happened for a while. And then then I always go home thinking like, does he even like me? I don't know. But I shouldn't be worried about that. So if I'm always oh, thinking totally. about that, does he especially, like me? Fuck it. And that, especially because that will get worse too. Like if anything, it'll lead to those insecurities, those jealousies when someone else walks by and you're like, oh man, they probably like he or she likes him or her more than me. Um, and you know, as you get older and you don't look your best and things start sagging, you know what I mean? Like that's going to do awful emotional damage to you. So if you fucking, this kind of goes back to, uh, you having to make the first move every time. If you have to fucking wonder every time how they feel about you and it's not really, really obvious, red flag, run, get out, just get out. That means that, that means you're at least like some side ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they might like to keep you around because they like the way you do certain things. Maybe that thing with the tongue that you like to do. You know what I mean? They probably oh, really oh, enjoy I that. I know. But <laughs> they don't really like you emotionally that much. So. Correct. So what do we have next on the list? Okay. So. Uh, yeah, we made it. If they're not obviously into you, run. Uh, if they get way too drunk on the first date, folks, that is a giant red flag. Like, what the fuck? How nervous is this person? Uh, they're probably an alcoholic. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of emotional damage probably there. Like, come on, dude. Like, you should... Uh, I had a couple drinks during my first date with my date with Julie. You know what I mean? Huh? I think two rum and cokes during dinner. Then on the, uh, we got some tacos to absorb it all. So you're not drunk, but you know, you're feeling nice. And then I was like, hey, would you like to do a shot of tequila? And she said yes. I was like, God, I love you. And uh, there we go. That's as much. Had three drinks first date. Yep. And he said, I love you too soon. And we just <laughs> talked about that red flag. There you go. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. What so, can you do? You know, you wow. live and you learn, and we're all working progress. I have a story. Go um, on. And I've talked about this before, but I dated someone who was um, visibly drunk on the first date. So I go to this restaurant. uh, I meet him. I said, are you drunk? He said, said, no, I just had a a couple beers. I was waiting for you. I got here after work a little bit early. I said, okay. And then he said, get whatever you want on the tab. So uh, (laughs) I I got a drink. He excuses himself. I wait for about 20 minutes. I'm like, is he coming back? And I didn't really care until my drink was empty. And I was like, okay, well, now now I'm bored. So uh, this guy approached me at this table um, where where I was sitting. And he said, I don't know how to tell you this. And I said, oh, did he leave? He said, no, no, no. He's actually passed out on the toilet in the bathroom. 
And I said, <laughs> okay. So I said, sir, thank you for that information. And um, is it my responsibility to make sure he gets home okay if this is a first date? And he said, I don't know. And I said, who are, you, who are you with? And he said, my wife. I said, come over here. I'm going to buy everyone a round of drinks because his tab is open and I feel like I've earned this. Uh, so you guys are going to coach me through what is the appropriate thing to do. And then this lady was nice. She was like, uh, if that was my child, I would hope that someone would put him in an Uber. I said, oh, okay. Yeah. So I crawled on the floor in the bathroom underneath the stall, came up <laughs> yeah. into the stall. Was I saw his, yeah. I saw his penis for the, for the, on the first date. Um, and that was not my intention. I'm sure it was all flaccid and shriveled too. Yeah. He's like passed out totally. drunk. <laughs> I was like, this is such a mess. And I put him in an Uber and then I dated him for three months and we broke up because who knew he has a drinking problem. You know. <laughs> Wait, you went on a second date with this dude? That's a fight. That's a red dates. flag on you. <laughs> Multiple dates. So I was, I was Why like, would you oh. ever go on another date with this guy? See what? Because at the at the time I was like, well, my friends say drunk, I say fun. You yeah, know what I mean? no, no, no. Like we've all been there, but that's that was you. really bad. That's for you. That's that's for you right there. I know, I know. It's <laughs> so bad. You're the fucking red flag here. You have to crawl under this disgusting, gross, filthy bathroom stall I know. to get some oh. fucking guy with a shriveled up little peepee into an Uber and then you call him again to go on a second date. That's a giant red flag. Get the fuck out yeah, of there. Putting my hands on my bare hands on that floor is oh. probably how I, I caught hepatitis. I would die. Me I and cannot Pamela get down the floor. Um, <laughs> in a public bathroom. No, no, no. no. Okay, so, if I was getting shot at. Like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Fuck Shoot that. me. Just I'm dead. Shoot I'm going. Ahead, I'm, not, quick. I'm not touching that floor. This is a new jacket. Okay. I'm wearing a white t-shirt. This is not recovered. Just just let me go. Know who Peace. else said something along those lines? Cher before she got um mugged in um uh clueless. Alicia Silverstone. Well she's like they're like get on the ground and she's like, I can't. This is a Mariah, what should say? This is a Mariah, or I don't know what the brand was. Anyway, doesn't matter. Okay. Actually, real quick, my mom, uh, when she, this was when, you know, she was a lawyer in Venezuela. She was working a very crazy case that I can't really talk about now, but she was meeting in a secret location with like a Venezuelan military officer and some other people. And this like gross little like building shack place it was disgusting, but it was like a secret place. No one's supposed to know about it. And as this meeting's going on, uh, this like car showed up and did a drive-by and started shooting up the thing like with a fucking like. Bah, 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 bah. And so the guy, the military guy with her, is like, "Get down on the ground!" As he's about to fucking try to take out these dudes, and she's like, "I'm not getting down there. This ground's disgusting, you know." And she, he literally had to like take her, like throw her down, and fucking like start shooting, and they drove off. But she literally pulled that shit. It's like, this ground is gross. I'm not getting on that disgusting ground. It's like, are you fucking serious? And that's my mom. I mean, Apple doesn't I don't fall, blame fall her. Take, take my eyes. Your, your mom's a lawyer, right? Yes, yes. So if you're a lawyer, you're probably wearing like a power suit. And those power suits are not cheap. Yeah, no. She liked, she liked looking know? nice. She's not, she, and she's a queen freak, too. So she definitely doesn't fare well. Uh, well, speaking okay. of your mom, uh, <laughs> I would say, because uh, you already alluded to this, mm -hmm. um, but 
if your friends and family don't like this person that you're dating, it's probably because they're able to objectively see the flaws that you have subjectively overlooked because you're too smitten with this person. Right. So you have to, you really have to uh, value your friends and family's opinion of the person you're dating because they might think you deserve better and you may not think that, you know? Totally. And now here's the thing. Uh, obviously, not everybody's going to love your significant other. You know what I mean? Uh, if it's one or two or three people fucking hate them, fine. It happens. You have a lot of friends in your family. But if everybody sees a pattern, again, it's like the 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 guy who's talking about all oh, their exes are crazy. If everybody says you're the problem, you're probably the problem. And same thing here with your family. If everybody says the fucking person you're dating is uh, awful for you, you know, maybe listen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe stop letting him steal 40 bucks out of your purse and pretend you're not looking. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just say. Definitely. I think that's a good one. Listen Correct. to your family. Uh, mama's not always right in the dating pool, but if everybody agrees with mama, maybe she is right, guys. So just saying. My mom's right about everything. She <laughs> says, if you're not feeling well, take a shot. If you're feeling down on yourself, take a shot. Before you go to a party, take a shot. And if you're in traffic, take a shot. And that's why on the way to the hospital with her recent heart attack, she was like, can I take a shot? And they're like, ma'am. She, she couldn't wait. You. <laughs> she couldn't wait to get out of the, the hospital so she could drink. Yeah, the, the hospital sucks, dude. If I can, honestly, now I get how people have fucking hospital phobias. If I could never go back to a hospital again, I'm happy to do so. I just die in peace. <laughs> My foot is like swollen right now, like this side. I'm not Pull even. the fucking plug. <laughs> okay, guys. Please. <laughs> All right. Um, what's the next one? What you got? Um, well, I did the last one. This is yours. Oh, opinion. yeah. Okay. So this one. Uh, okay. This is good. If a person takes days to text you back or they're always texting you like the give you the oh, I'll let you know when you're trying to make plans with them because they're either waiting for a better offer uh, or something like that. That's a giant red flag. All right. Yeah. Like no one should be settling to spend time with you. They should fucking want to spend time with you. So, uh, yeah, people who are just overly flaky with plans, giant red flag. It's like they're, they're definitely waiting for another booty call or they're trying to like get drunk with their friends. But either way, like you're definitely not priority to hang out with. So it kind of goes back to 100%. Uh, if you have to wonder if they even like you. You know what I mean? So, yeah, fuck that. I don't have anything to add to that. I agree a hundred percent with that. That's that's, yeah. You don't you want to you don't want to be someone's backup plan. You want them to think that you're their main squeeze. You know. So, all right. Can you hear me? Uh oh. Simo starting to freeze again. <laughs> it's starting to happen again. Oh yeah. Oh, that's sexy. Oh yeah, you know, it's just me and you. It's getting tired knowing you. It's Susan me. And Hulk Hogan over here. It's getting Jack Rudy. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I have I have all my bars. I'm not sure why my internet's so bad. Was it this bad last week? No, it was perfect last week. Uh should have not oh, uh paid T Mobile three hundred dollars to downgrade your internet. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. That but, is so stupid. But when you reload, it's fine. It's a, it's perfect. Uh, and plus, it gave me time to get sexy with uh, the people again. And, they like and smoke a little. Oh, yeah. This is going to be a fantastic YouTube video. I <laughs> yeah. can't wait to hear the, the reactions. <laughs> All right. So we got two left listeners. That's two right. left. And so I feel like if you're dating someone that doesn't have any friends, red flag because that means that something is wrong with them and they're going to be super clingy so i don't want my significant other um being best friends with my best friends because those are mine Mm -hmm. and so we need to operate as two separate entities Mm -hmm. uh yes we should have fun together but i need my time with my friends and you need your time with your friends and i don't want to feel guilty about hanging out with my friends because you don't have any friends i I dated a few people like that without mentioning names but that it's a red flag i mean plus also like what's wrong with a person if they literally have no fucking friends like I mean, unless you're like in your 90s and obviously all your friends are dead, it's a little different. <laughs> it's a little different. <laughs> but like, God. it's not my fault that all your friends died. Yeah. Okay. We're like way connected these days. We have the internet, we have things like I'm in touch with people from Venezuela who I haven't seen in person since 1998. All right. It's like, come on! If I can keep those relationships. You're a drug dealer, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Got the best weed over yeah. here. <laughs> you know, so you always have good stuff. Exactly, makes sense. Exactly. So come on. Some man. lady from Colombia was caught in Spain having like a lot of cocaine woven into her weave. Oh. So she had um, little like 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 capsules woven all around in rows all around the back of her hair and then another weave on top of it and she got busted i actually dogs can smell that shit yeah yeah i have i have a i guess it's an ex-aunt-in-law because my i have an uncle of mine used to be married to her in the 90s and she got busted coming to the u.s through miami wearing like a fur coat weaved in the inside with a bunch of cocaine and here's the thing she was traveling with their daughter who was like a minor and didn't know what the fuck was going on when she got busted. So she got like taken to like a Miami jail where she was sentenced like seven years. But then the daughter was like in this immigration office while my uncle finds out that his wife does this on the side. Like he had no idea. And he's like a very like, very like straight laced guy, like total square a family man, like falls asleep watching daytime TV type of fucking like, you know, wears khakis to fucking as pajamas. Probably he is like the straightest arrow as they come. So <laughs> obviously it was led to divorce. But I vaguely remember I this t-shirt. I was young, but yeah, dude, I've known someone who did that shit. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Boy. And that's speaking of which leads us to the last one. Which is, uh, you know, maybe my uncle should have had a little gut saying that simply said, something's not right with this woman. You know what I mean? Because we all had it. And though usually when you have that feeling about someone, uh, it usually ends up being right. So if your gut says to you, hey, something's not right about this person, listen to it. That's literally how most of the serial killer movies start. All right. <laughs> like something's wrong with Ben. Oh, he's fine. And then, pat knife through the chest. You're up dead in some crage. I've seen you. I know how it goes. <laughs> yeah. Every time, every single, every time I broke up with someone or I've been broken up with, I've always been like, I knew that was going to happen. Yep. I knew this from day one. I overlooked it. I should have trusted my gut. Mm-hmm. 
nothing's ever been a surprise for me. Yeah. There's always been a red flag here and there that I overlooked. Yep. But with this list, uh, ladies and gents and everyone in between, you should be well prepared to overlook, I mean, to not overlook these red flags since this is a very important list. That's right. And you should be able to find love. We saved you a lot of heartache. Yes. We're going to save you the heartache. So listen to this list. That's why we went above and beyond a simple 10 list, people, because we had a lot to say, a lot to talk about. So we hope we helped you out in your quest for love. And if you found love already or you've been dumped recently or broken up with someone and you've uh, experienced some of these red flags, let us know about them. Let us know if you have any additional red flags as well. Give us a follow on all social channels at Frat Chat Podcast. That's on Instagram, on Facebook. That is on YouTube and, of course, on Twitter. Make sure you give me a follow as well at Carlos Does the World. That's on Instagram, on Facebook, on TikTok, on YouTube, and Carlos Does World on Twitter. And follow my good buddy Simo over there at chris.more.comedy on Instagram, on TikTok, and at Comedy on Twitter. Oh. oh. <laughs> All right, that's the mo. On that note, don't get too excited. Oh, yes, Simo. And once you get us out of here. Uh-huh. I motioned to adjourn because I've been like clenching for the last like 30 minutes. If you see I'm jittery, I'm, I gotta go pinch a little so bad. Simo's asshole is like, please release me. Get this poison out of me. <laughs> Sounds like a little girl from The Exorcist. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> All right, you guys, I second, which means we're out of here. We'll be back next week with another epic edition of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasting time, the Frat Chat Podcast. See ya. Go poop, Simo. <laughs> <laughs>